Echo, and we also want to greet the saints in Edmonton, Canada, in Time Message Tabernacle there, and uh, Brother Harold Hildebrand, Sister Leanne, family, Brother Ed and Sister Sandy and the family, and appreciate their invitation to minister this weekend for them there on this Easter weekend. We've always appreciated going to that church and such lovely people that they are. Amen. Let's bow our heads to a word of prayer, please. Lord Jesus, we're grateful tonight to know that we belong to you and that we're your sons and daughters have an inheritance in this hour to to be called into a rapturing condition. Father, we realize tonight in our own flesh we're nothing, but in you we're everything, Lord, because of what you have made us by redemption claims. Father, may you forgive us of every sin and unbelief. May we humble ourselves under your mighty presence. May the glory of God shine upon us, O God. Fill us anew with your spirit, Jesus. Lord, we commit this meeting tonight to you, Father. We pray you would have your way and speak to our hearts as we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I forgot. If you just stand, I'm going to read the scripture. (laughs) Amen. Sorry about that. Anyway, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. I want us to take that notice about the word adoption several times in the scripture. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So first of all, it's the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Amen. When we're born again, we recognize he's our father. Amen. The Spirit itself bared witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So it's not going to be just an easy road, but we're going to be suffering with him to bring character. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be real in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, the unveiling of your rightful position. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subject the same in hope because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty 
of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Praise be to God. You may be seated now. I want to read a quote from Adoption to give you my subject tonight. And it's from Adoption number three. It said, there's been a dispensation down to the times. There's been a dispensation of the Mosaic Law, a dispensation of John the Baptist. There was a dispensation of Christ. There was a dispensation of church organization. There was a dispensation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, now, how many say now? now. Is the dispensation of adoption. Amen. Amen. What the world has been groaning for and waiting for. And Brother Branham said, and I'd like to speak on that tonight, the dispensation of adoption. Now, I want to make it clear that how the Scripture says also in Ephesians 1, you do not have to turn to it, but according as it had, he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us, predestinated us. Remember, election shows forth the foreknowledge of God. The foreknowledge of God shows the predestination of a believer. In other words, if you're in the foreknowledge of God, you have a destiny. And it's not just the destiny someplace, it's an eternal destiny. Amen. So we, we see, amen, in the also adoption number two series, Brother Random said your adoption is not your birth. Your adoption is your placing. When you were born again by the Spirit, you become sons. But amen. And of course, we recognize the teaching. We were the reason we were born again because we are already sons and daughters of God. You had a amen. You had a seed in you that could be quickened. Amen. So we see the night as the Word of God came to us in this hour, it has quickened that seed within us to bring it to life. But then there's three stages, I believe, personally, according to the Scripture and the message, to adoption. And the first is to be born again of the Spirit of God. Amen. That life, that Zoe life, is injected into your very being. Amen. And then... There is a placing, amen, a placing time, a testing time, and it's giving you inheritance. The last stage, of course, is the redemption of our body, which Brother Manham made it made the statement that it's our full adoption, our full adoption. We recognize also in the scripture, the only way that we can grow is because there has been a new life come into us by the spoken word of God that speaks of a new world. 
praise be to God. Now, also Brother Benham was saying in the Abraham Grace Covenant, he said there's where Pentecost made their mistake. They thought as soon as they were born again and got the Holy Ghost, that's all that was to it. Amen. And prophet of God said, you just got started then. Then it's on to the adoption. Amen. That's an Abraham's grace of covenant. And you'll find the prophet, when he makes that statement, he says now, when he's talking about being born again, then he goes right into the placing of a son and a daughter of God. Now, I fully believe, fully believe in those stages tonight that once we understand Amen. By the hearing of this message, that it's eagle food. And amen. And when we saw that it was eagle food, we recognized, amen, that we're heard from our theophany. And if you've heard from your theophany, you recognize you have an eternal being. Hallelujah. So we recognize that there's an eternal security to a believer. Because God, if you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you got everything in you. Everything that you have need in this life journey is already there. He would have never started to work if he wasn't going to finish it. Hallelujah. Oh my, it ought to be joy unspeakable and full of glory to recognize that we are the sons and daughters of God of this age under the dispensation of adoption. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Amen. You, you, can, you can say I'm not going to make it, but amen, and you've already made it because you are predestinated. In the foreknowledge of God. Listen, if he elected you once, that's all that's needed. I know I read this scripture then when we uh, dealt with this here just a week or two ago, but in verse, verse 30 of Romans 8, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Also called. How many believe you're called tonight? Then how many believe you were predestinated? And whom he called, them he also justified. And when he, and them that he justified, them he also glorified. So we thank the Lord, amen, tonight to recognize that we have a position in Christ. Now let me read something here and I, on the Jehovah Jireh series. He said, when a man or a woman or a child is born of the Spirit of God, then everything you have need of in this world and the world to come is given you when you receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. He said, you can't understand what it is. It's the supernatural being inside of you, moving and controlling your emotions, making you scream when you actually feel like running. But you'll, but, but you'll shout when you don't know what you're doing. You'll praise God just automatically. Amen. Amen. It's because that life is in you. When you have the token. Amen. You have joy. Because you have peace. That is settled once and for all. This message brought us an adoption maturity word. 
He'll never stay in babyhood anymore. But you'll come to maturity where you'll find out you're not just churchgoers, but you're the representation of the body of Christ. You're the fullness of the word being manifested in this age. I do not believe, people of God, and this is me tonight, amen, that we have one lack of accomplishing by the mercy of God to reach our destination. There's no demon from hell. There's no trial, no test, no discouragements that can keep us from reaching our body change. Hallelujah. Oh my, when the devil tells you you got this problem and this problem. You can tell them, you're the my problem. But you are the one I'm going to defeat. Amen. It comes to a place when it comes to the testing time. And if you don't mind tonight, I'm going to, I'm going to use an example of the prophet of God a lot, but I want you to put your trial there your test. But I personally believe that in order to come to the adoption, and I, I want to back up a bit, in the Old Testament, a father, they didn't have schools like we had, but they hired a tutor. And that tutor was to take that son, and he was to teach him and to test him and he was reporting back to the father what type of maturity it was coming to. Amen. Now, our tutor is the Holy Spirit within us. Amen. Right? And so, when that father had a visitation from the one that was tutoring him, that child, that tutor had to be honest. He's either doing what you as a father would be pleased with, or he's not accomplishing it. He's not passing the test. Amen. So we see that when there finally came to a time where that son was coming to please the tutor, then that tutor transferred that pleasing to the father. And the father would say, Amen, I can now take that son and place him into full authority over my heritage because he has the character to handle it. He has the character to write the checks. He has the character to make the right choices. Now I'm going to tell you as a Christian, you're not always going to make the right choices. Even as the, uh, as the spirit of adoption is in you and you're going to be an adopted son and daughter of God. Amen. You will not always have everything the way you want it. But the purpose of God is sometimes that he'll let you fail to see that you are not doing it. But the one that is in you is doing it. When you say, I cannot quit this habit, you can't do it, but the one that's in you can do it. 
If you can't get over some of these situations, your temptations, amen, your trials, you have to turn it over to him. Because there's no way you can teach yourself into this. It's the Holy Spirit taking you one step, one step, one step at a time. And you have to know that you're the one that's elected for this time. Now in the trying to do a goddess service, there's five must, he said. First, it must be the time to do it. The second one, it must be in his season. And the third one, it must be according to his word that has been spoken. He said, I don't care how well you ought to be or, or that ought to be or this ought to be. It's got to be according to the word and according to his time and his season and the word for the season. Amen. Number four, it must be by the person he's chosen to give it and do it. How many raise your hand tonight and say, I'm the one chosen? Amen. 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 And number five, amen, it must come first through a prophet, a vindicated prophet, because he must be about his father's business. And Jesus was about the father's business because he fulfilled every prophecy that pertained to him. In this end time, amen, Revelation 10, Malachi 4, Luke 17, 30, had to be manifested. It was the Father's business. And a prophet came on the scene and manifested every part of that scripture. Now we have a Father's business. Amen. Because that message was vindicated. And we are adopted into that message. Now we'll manifest the life of that message. Hallelujah. You'll have the life of Christ pour it out from you because you have the token in you. It's just okay tonight. Praise be to God. To see that, oh my, you, 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 you have an opportunity to please the Heavenly Father. You have an opportunity to come to full adoption. I do not believe that we have to do everything Brother Benham did. If you're not careful, you're going to find yourself in quandaries about your spiritual maturity. Because you feel, well, I've never spoken squirrels and I've never stopped a storm. That isn't even necessary. But if you have, if you have the Spirit of God in you, to destroy the storm that's trying to take you over. Right? It's not so much we go to Colorado and speak a storm out of existence, but the storms that are coming against us. We have the maturity of the Holy Ghost to know our authority. In a message called Testimony, now you see, you must never leave that word. You must stay exactly with that word as it is written. Don't put no private interpretation to it. Just say it just the way it's written. Amen. That is God's word 
And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a portion of the word laid for every age. And there's some anointing comes down that projects that portion of that word for that age. Oh, my. You remember in the spoken words, the original seed, he said there's three seeds. There's a denominational seed, and that'll be more denominational people. There's a Pentecostal seed, right? And that brings forth more Pentecostals. But there'll be a word seed planted. There'll be a word seed planted, and that'll bring forth sons and daughters of God. Amen. When they, oh my, we must come to a maturity. In other words, these little things that used to bother you, they bother you no more. Remember when you were a child, you're always hurting yourself and falling here and there. You're clumsy and didn't know where you're at and didn't know who you were. But as you come into adult, you begin to say, oh, now I know. I have some kind of a stabilizer. Right? Amen. When the ship is tossing to and fro with every storm and every wave, I've got a stabilizer. Something has happened to me. And where I used to be throwing around every direction, now I'm grounded. I'm rooted. I know who my father is. Hallelujah. When I think about all the things the prophet went through and to be that son of God that he was to be, not only just a prophet. You know, in the beginning of the conversion of Brother Branham himself, uh, people used to come to him and say, you know, it's of the devil. You know, and, and uh, he was wondering, what is this? What is this gift? What is happening? And how many understand that? He wasn't just understanding who he was. But he was slowly, slowly coming to a place. And it took time. How many believe his, his revelation was progressive? Amen. Just like ours. And so it's a progressive walk and it's a progressive uh, avenue where we have to keep moving forward to come to a place where, amen, we absolutely know our position. And we know without a shadow of a doubt, amen, that we are the family of God. Amen. That's to represent Christ in this age. Cloudy skies and storms of life are no signs of God's disapproval. Neither are bright skies and still waters signs of his love and approval. His approval of any of us is only in the beloved. His love is elective, which he had for us before the foundation of the world. Does he love us? Oh, yes. But how shall we know? We shall know because he said so. 
and manifested that he did love us for he brought us to himself and gave us of his spirit placing us as sons. And how shall I prove my love to him? By believing what he said. I believe that is the sign when you're coming to adoption. Because you will simply believe the message of the hour. And laying in the presence of this son. Brother Random took the Luther age and related to, to springtime. He took the Wesleyan age and represented to summertime. Same sun, but in a different season. He took the Laodicean age and represented what? As fall. In other words, a time of maturity. And the prophet of God said the growing is pretty much over. But now you lay in the presence of the sun. And it takes all the greenness out of you. Takes all the doubt and fear out of you. Amen. You have, a, you have something that's stabilized now. That you're not going to perish. But you have a destiny. You have a purpose here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This ship is not going to sink. Amen. We're going to crest. We're going to crush, crest, crush every wave that comes against us. Amen. Brother Chris actually helped me find this quote the other day. I was, he was over at Nathan's and I was looking. I knew that Brother Ben was saying some things about a certain subject and it actually is the life story. And I'm relating some of these things just to tell you that whatever you're going through, it's the will of the Father. Yes. Amen. It's the will of the Father. Can you accept that? Yes. It's hard to accept in the flesh. Come on. But when you see the purpose of God for your life, you begin to recognize that this purpose Amen. takes time to bring to pass. Amen. In other words, it don't happen overnight. Right. Amen. And so when he, he lost his, his daughter, and I thought this is so marvelous, the, what he's going to say here. It, in, and he lost his wife. And if you look back... In that meeting, I forget where it was, where he was to commissioned to go out. And he listened to his mother-in-law. And he suffered through that through the rest of his life. He suffered through that, but in that, it was developing character. Because the prophet of God had a third pole ministry. He, had, he was going to be given the spoken word, authority. All heaven was going to be behind him. And he was going to demonstrate to us what an adopted son can accomplish. But it didn't come easy. 
So if you want an easy route, you're in the wrong business. Because this is the Father's business to develop mature Christians. How many of these you could be in, you're going to be entrusted? You are entrusted now. Listen, I don't believe that Brother Random was the only adopted son for this age. I, oh, I hope I would well, like to take liberty as a pastor in a local church here. Edmonton, I'm speaking to you tonight. I believe right in this group right now, right up in Edmonton, there's already an adopted people. It's not going to all happen at once. Amen. In the wheat field. I've spoken many times. It doesn't all, amen, uh, mature at one time. But Brother Bannon was saying, you know, after that he lost his wife, he lost his child. And I'm going to read it just the way it is. He said, Father, why didn't you take me instead? You're tearing me to pieces. He said, let me go. I was so touched when I read this. He said, and he saw his daughter suffering. And then I'll read most of it, but he saw her so suffering that her eyes crossed. And she was suffering so hard till her pretty little blue eyes were crossed. He said, that's the reason. Listen to this. Why didn't he take him? He couldn't take him. Because his purpose wasn't completely fulfilled. I don't care how sick you get, how close to death you are. If your purpose is not over, he'll pull you back. Right? How many times Brother Random was suffering with his stomach? And, 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 and the Lord could have took him in many different times. Amen. But he, 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 listen, he tried to take his own life. He couldn't do it. He had a purpose. He tried to grab a hold of that highlight, but he, listen, he couldn't do it. His time wasn't up. And all these things were coming to him to make him humble. You know, one thing I don't like, and I doubt if you do, is a thorn in the flesh. But, amen, just take a look at Paul's life. He was so, he was so revelated. And he, and he was taken up into the third heaven, right? And saw things that were unspeakable. And so, the Lord had that thorn in his flesh. So he wouldn't be exalted above measure. And that's why with the prophet of God, amen, in every one of us, there is nothing that can take us from this dimension until we fulfill what we're here for. That ought to be a rest. That ought to be a rest, Brother Jay. Amen. To recognize that nothing, we might have interruptions. We might miss the will of God and even end up in this permissive will. But you'll still make it come out. This is the part that touched me. That, that experience with his child, of seeing his child suffer like she did, gave him a ministry of compassion. 
You're given a ministry of compassion. So when the cross-eyed child came up, listen to this account I'm going to read to you. That's the reason I can't stand to see a cross-eyed cross child hardly. I've seen, listen, this is almost unbelievable. I've seen 400 and some odd cross-eyed children healed in three months' time in my meeting. I've never seen one cross the platform without being healed. And then I think of my little baby. See, that's what brought it on. Sometimes God has to crush the rose to get the perfume out of it. Oh, God. It's no wonder the prophet of God, why don't you take me? He was suffering to the end. I see little Cher, and he said, those little lips shaking, and I know she was going. I laid my hand on top of her and said, God bless you, darling. You're an angel. You're going to be with Mama. Someday Dad will, by his grace, will see you. I raised my hand. I said, Lord, I know I've done wrong. As Job of old, though you slay me, Talk about an adoption. Bring us to adoption. Though you slay me, yet I love you. I love you with all my heart. You're just about to kill me, Lord. But I said I love you anyway. Thy will be done. Oh, God. When we come to that place, oh yeah, we want the power. We want the power. We, oh, we, we, we think, oh, we, we got to have the power. No, you got to have the character. You got to have the character to speak these things. It's no wonder that some of you have certain compassion for certain things because you've suffered. I should have more compassion for people that have stomach problems because about all my life I've suffered with it. That's why God is molding the church, not just the ministry. It's not just the ministry that's going into rapture. And it's not just sons, it's daughters. It's teenagers. It's little ones. Come on, people of God. Let's shake ourselves tonight. And we're not alone in this. He's performing it. All he's asking us is to let go. That's all he's asking of us. Have faith in what I tell you. That's the Father's business now, is to believe. What has been spoken? In a message from this time, he said, power. He said, you got the wrong conception of power. Power is overcoming. Power is, is returning good for evil. That's real power. That you can love your enemy. And do good to those that do evil to you. That's real power. That's God's power. 
We got the wrong conception of power. Power, like Brother Wayne spoke, is they have power to have humility to forgive and confess that we're weaklings. But he's strong. He's getting us to the place, people of God, where we're having to make more decisions all the time. And those decisions depict sometimes our destination. And it's not the total destination, but it's a little hiccup. It's a little pausing time where we got to get back on track. I want to admonish you people. You as sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. Don't, any, don't let anybody talk you out of what the Spirit of God is leading you. And you'll never miss, make a mistake unless you try something. Remember the example Brother Benham said, you know, if you don't have an eraser, that guy said, I don't even have an eraser. He said, well, I can't even hire you. You're going to make mistakes. I mean, you're going to make the wrong choices. I'll give you another. You don't mind if I use a prophet, do you? But I want you to transfer it to you in a different way that's affecting you. Because he was called to go to South Africa. And the angel of the Lord told him exactly the journey to take. First of all, I believe to go to Johannesburg and then down to Durban. Then who got in the way? Ministers. Got to watch ourselves, fellas. Amen. We got to each be led of God. Every one of you has got to be led of God. So when he got over there, they said, well, I think you ought to go here. I forget the city. And then they wanted him to go to Cape Town. But Joe, absolutely, at that time with the segregation, Durban was the place where they could have a meeting and have thousands of mixed black, white, Indian. Are you following me? But all of a sudden, they said, no, you, you need to go over here. They're waiting for you over here. Even Brother Billy Paul went to his dad and said, Daddy, don't listen to them. Listen to the angel. Come on. That's why don't listen to your neighbor. Don't listen to somebody else in the church. You'll be led of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Is that okay? We've got to be in the center of his will. But the man said, okay, I know we're going to be in our permissive will. I know we're going to suffer for this. He did. He almost died from amoeba. But did it make him any less the son of God? Oh, I, I want us to get over our fear. We're not going to make it. Amen. I want us to get over this. Well, maybe I'm in and maybe I'm out. You need to know exactly. And I don't know how many times I preach this about position, but position is not a pastor necessarily or a deacon or a song leader. Your position is in the, in the, in the, position of the body at a certain age and season. 
Read it, read it for yourself in future home. We're not back in Moses' day. We're not back even in Luther's day. This wasn't our position. Our position is under the adoption age. Hallelujah. When the sun is up high and it's taking all the greenness, all the childish things. I tell you, church, we ought to be maturing so much that we don't have any hiccups. You know, we, shouldn't, we don't need to have all these little, little spats and little situations, amen, we easily get over with repentance. Another example of it was, and it goes back to the Sharon Rose again in, in Hope. But listen to this. I'm going to read it. It's a message entitled, I Know. He said, after 31 years of ministry and toils of the field, I want to make my testimony to this. I have seen disappointments. I have seen a time I've asked for things and cried for things and begged for things and failed to get them. How many can raise their hand and say amen? But if I'll just wait patiently upon God, then I know it'll work exactly right. It comes out exactly right every time. So we're disappointed. So what? Amen. We haven't always got what we asked for. So what? If we got everything we asked for, we'd be spoiled brats. But he's waiting to see what we're going to do about it. Are we going to run or are we going to stay? If he don't heal us today, are we going to wait for tomorrow? If we don't get every answer, are we going to wait on the Lord? Hallelujah. We've all had disappointments. We've all had heartache. But what has it made us better Christians? Having compassion. Praying for one another. Oh, for a church. Oh, for a church, the prophet of God said. Where sin couldn't even walk in the door, but it'd be exposed. Come on, people. Amen. Coming in the door and sin would be exposed. That's the church he was looking for. Even when it came to gifts, he said, rather than have gifts, I'd rather have perfect love. Because if I had perfect love, it'd be perfect gifts in order. Hallelujah. I say to God, be the glory. But Brother Benham said that he just was squeezed. But today he said, I know it's all working for my good. I know, I know the life has been ground and twisted and squeezed. They get what was in it out. There's too much Branham in there. I'm sure there's too much Erickson here. I don't know, do you want to name your name? He said in the, it had to be squeezed out before God 
can make himself known. How many wants more, more of God? Then maybe you're going to be squeezed more. You're going to be tested more. Amen. We're going to find where we're going to have discouragements. And, and, but I'll tell you what. Amen. We're coming to a place where we're understanding that this bride has the word of the Lord. And she knows what he wants done with that word by waiting on the leadership of the Lord. There's a time and season. You might, this might be your night right now tonight where you'll get your healing. You may be waiting for six months, one year, two years, five years. This might be the night. Because when that revelation drops in there, it's your possession. I believe when Brother Brandon prayed, I don't know how many times he used it, but he said, Satan, you don't have to obey me, but you have to obey the one I represent. So when you pray, there's somebody on your side. You're not going to bring it to pass. He's going to bring it to pass. It wasn't Brother Branham that was necessarily speaking the storm out of existence. The one within him was speaking. But yet he was, listen, he was so about the Father's business that the Lord said, whatever you say. How many believe the same scriptures for us? Is whatever you say. We're living in the greatest time. The greatest time of history for the church of the living God. Because we're going to see the third exodus. For those that remain and alive are going to see the full redemption. Your adoption does not just show you a placing. It brings you a brand new body. Whether you live or die, you'll see that. And Paul had the revelation. And Brother Bram extended the revelation. Try not to be too long on the evening message. But let me read here from Revelation chapter 5 series about this groaning that Paul was mentioning he said the whole creation is groaning in pains. But not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. You know, when I take a, when you look at creation itself, it's groaning. Yes. Yes. I remember even a few years ago, coming down from Flagstaff and going down to Oak Creek Canyon, stopping at that one overlook with Isaac. And that was right about the time that that beetle hit the forest. And how beautiful it was before. All green, but now trees are turning brown and, and the beetles were killing them. Creation is groaning. That's not the rightful position. Right? The oceans are polluted. The lakes are polluted. Civilization is polluted. Governments are polluted. People are polluted. Their minds are corrupt. It's like Noah's day. We're having a representation of that scripture again. Ungodliness. 
So the whole earth is groaning and creating and travailing, but we also are. But the only reason, as I read before, the only reason that you're groaning and travailing and I'm groaning and travailing because we're not in our rightful body. Amen. This body has, has been born in sin. It's corrupting. It's dying daily. Are you with me? Amen. It's dying daily. Amen. In the, in the natural body, it, it's corrupt. It's depleting. Even earlier because of the hybrid foods. But I'm telling you, I'm thankful we haven't got a hybrid religion. I'm glad we got an original seed that can breed back. This is not going to bring back some perverted Christian. This is going to bring back a true son and daughter of God. One that can accept the will of God. No matter what you have to suffer. Oh, I say unto you, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared. Glory to God. Do you realize as much joy as we have now, what it'll be when we step in? This joy comes sometimes and depletes and goes away. But that joy, once we step into that dimension, there'll be no remembrance of this nonsense. Glory to God. Every one of us parents, every one of you parents, I don't care if you got little ones, you got teenagers, you got rebellious ones, you got faithful ones, they're in your inheritance. The scripture speaks about it. I can't think about it in the Old Testament, but your offspring will be there with you. Talk about promises in the Word of God. He'll never leave you nor forsake you, He'll never put more on you than He can bear. My. He said, now we have the earnest of our inheritance. We have the, inhab- we have the evidence that God lives. Amen. How many has got the evidence God lives? Amen. Why, every one of you that have a new birth knows God lives. Amen. Why, we'd have been born in the Old Testament and born out of wedlock. You couldn't have been in the congregation for 400 years. But under this covenant... I mean, it's not, still not the right birth, but the second birth. In the Old Testament, they only had one birth. But in the New Testament, we got two births. And that second birth will breathe out all that call. Woo! I tell you what, you don't have to suffer under that. Hallelujah! You don't have to mourn. I can't make the rapture. No, you can Glory to God. He that's doing the work is faithful. Oh, my. You might say, well, my dad, my grandfather was a whoremonger. That don't mean you have to be. The second birth clear that. Oh, you said, my, my whole family history is a bunch of liars and bootleggers. But amen, when you get to new birth, 
that transfers you into the New Testament. Oh my. I tell you, I feel like people on preaching. I tell you what, people of God, we're not going down, we're going up. I got the evidence God lives. I know what he's done for me. I know what it means to suffer. I know what it means to be discouraged. Oh, some of you religious ones, you don't probably, but those that are humble enough to say, yes, I've suffered a lot, and I've had even some thoughts about turning back, and I've had things about, but there was something holding. Brother Mike, what's holding you and me? It's not our intellect. I've always loved that, where Brother Van was telling me, and there again, it concerns his life, but I want us to transfer to our life. Not necessarily having the same experiences, but our experiences, that we maybe come to the end of the line. And we couldn't go any further. And that's another case where Brother Van was, where the devil was after him. He said, you work all day, you preach half the night, and look at what God, look at God took your child, God took your wife, and I'll shorten it up real quickly. But all of that. And Brother Adam was getting so low in his thinking that maybe, maybe this enemy is right. But he said, all of a sudden, all of a sudden that eternal life took over. He said, what if it wouldn't have been there? Oh, I'll tell you what, Brother Jim, we'd have been blown away a long time ago. Brother Andy, we would have been gone a long way a long time ago through our trials and tests and disappointments. But that eternal life held us. Glory to God. Now can we trust him for the rest of the journey? Greater is he that's in us than this dark world of demons. I say onward, Christian soldiers. Lead us on to war, but we're going to win. We have the authority. As sons and daughters of God, we have the authority. He gave us the authority. Right? You speak to this mountain and be removed. You lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. Brother Ram talks about that little policeman standing in the intersection. <laughs> I think the way they're going against the police now, I wouldn't even stand in the intersection. I pity these poor policemen. You know, we have, we have a highway patrolman in our own church. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's getting more dangerous for them because of the demons that have come against this country. And the authority. Just remember that. Amen. You've got an authority. Everyone has got authority. Amen. We've, we've got an authority over us. And that's the Lamb himself. 
Well, you said, you know, that little policeman didn't have no power. But his headquarters and the badge gave him the authority. Car your stuff here, you other one go. You stop here, you go. First time I saw a boat, didn't I? Amen. So we find tonight, amen. How many believes you have a badge of a believer? And when Satan attacks your household, I tell you, I don't know anything else to do but pray and, and read your Bible, have devotions, and keep on believing. That is the way, that's the way it's got to be in our house, it seems like. It seems like we've tried many, many different medical things and stuff like that. But I know that the Lord Jesus knows the healing power that's needed for deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to come to a close here in a moment. He said that has come from what was the Holy Ghost given for? This same Holy Ghost that saved the Lutherans, that sanctified the Methodists, that baptized the Pentecostals, is now sitting in order the coming of the Lord Jesus. When it will be so powerful, that body will come into this group at church that will draw the rest of them from the grave. You talk about a power of revelation when we really know who we are. Not maybe, but when we really know. How many of these Brother Adam understood eventually he was Malachi 4? He was the seventh angel messenger. No wonder he came to a place of adoption. So he could stand there when all when he went overseas. He said, "You got to know what you're talking about. You got all these witch doctors and all these spirits coming against you." He had to know how to stand his ground, and that's why the enemy, when he keeps on pushing us and pushing us, we've got to know who we are. That we're not just a bunch of churchgoers, but we have the authority. By the calling, by the election, by the foreknowledge, by the predestination. He would have never called us if he didn't mean to finish it. Oh, glory to God. He would have never started to work if he wasn't going to complete it. I said, lift up our heads. Our redemption draw nigh. Do you believe that? I'll close here in a moment. He said, You stay straight in the promise of God's word for this day. God has already vindicated it to be so. That word that fell on Pentecost will not work this day. No, sir. That was for Pentecost. This is for the brides going home. 
Do you catch those little thoughts? Listen, when you read this message, you hear this message. It's not like reading a newspaper. You've got to get in the spirit. You've got to get in the spirit of it. You've got to enjoy what you're reading. This message of harvest time is for the going home. Whether you feel it, whether you sense it, or whether you know it in the human way, every day, God's doing something inside of us. You young people, they got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You'll recognize the one that's inside of you will be your teacher. And you won't. Even dad and mom may not have every answer and the pastor may not have all the answers for you, but you'll get the answer directly from the throne of God. And you'll find yourself getting more, more faith to believe. Every time he imparts some more revelation to you, you've got more faith to believe. Brother Renan said, I believe we can teach it a little deeper now. It's the age where we must have perfect faith. But he said, don't worry, it'll be there. I'm getting a little bit in my Sunday sermon, but uh, Sunday morning sermon, but oh, don't worry about if it's going to be there. Oh, isn't that an anchor? It's not us that we have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. It's him lifting us. Fear not, little flock. It's your father's will to give you the kingdom. And you got it. You're not going to get it. You got it. Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise him tonight. Let's stand to our feet and praise him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's pouring power in us to raise the rest of the ages. Glory to God. I'll tell you what, people of God. We've got a hold of something. We can't explain it all. We can't understand it all. But what we do understand, we put it in practice. I tell you people, we're coming down to the wire, I believe. We're coming down to the wire Way back in 62, Brother Ben said, we got an infant church. She's an infant bride. She's into her infancy. But that the power of God is beginning to fall on her. He's talking about the lining up of the planets. And there's we got it. You know, for us, there's no prophet on the scene. We can't understand about all these, uh, what do they call them, moons blood moons and all these signs in the, in the heavens without a prophet we don't understand it but we don't have to understand it because it's actually doing something amen and, and we, we won't understand everything what's happening but, it, but every time a planet's laying up every, every time there's an eclipse of the moon something is happening 
And Brother Bannon was taking it as a sign. There's an infant church rising up in power. That was an infant church. In 1962, we're in 2021. We're no longer an infant church. We've come where there's an acceleration of the ripening. We're finding out we can apply this word. We don't have to wait for Brother Man to come back. We don't have to wait for somebody else. We don't have to even have a preacher lay our hands on it. Remember that, that sister in the church when that little baby and she thought sure Brother Bannon would pray for it. Talk about your sisters now. You got liberty. Don't end up doing husbands. Don't put your wives in bondage. Well, we better stay right on track. Don't put each other under bondage. That little sister, she knew. The Spirit of God said, just pray for that child. But she kept on resisting, kept on resisting. Brother Brian, I'm going to pray for that child. Finally, she said, can I pray for your baby? And when they tell you, Brother Branham already said, that child's already healed. You don't have to be the preachers. You don't necessarily have to be a prophet. You, you, brother, sister, teenager. If you know who you are, you have the authority. I want to just admonish you for the olds that just got the Holy Ghost. That's just the beginning. I took the liberty to preach this in our local church and for the end time message believers to say I believe there's three stages to adoption. And so when you get the new birth, that's not the end of it. You have the spirit of adoption. You must come to that full adoption. You're born again. You're tested and tried. And you're about the Father's business. And our Heavenly Father says, wow. They are finding out every time the message is preached, they're saying, that's nothing but the truth. They're not trying to change it. They're not trying to say something he didn't say. Is that true? But they're saying exactly what that messenger said. Just echoing out the will of God. And don't worry. The body change will come. If me, if I myself and some of the older ones don't get a chance to stand and see it, but I still believe I have an opportunity. And those that are among us in older age, maybe up in Edmonton, we still have an opportunity to still see it. Oh my, I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of funeral homes that are going to be losing money. Because there's going to be a transfer. Now, if you, when I started out this service tonight, I said, when you recognize this as eagle food, you've heard from your theophany. Can you stop that? He's not, listen, Almighty God is not going to say, I'm going to take that theophany and give it to somebody else. 
won't work that way, people. So all the suffering you're going through and all the trials you're doing and disappointments you're going through, you might as well satisfy because, amen, it's not going to stop until you get there. I say glory to God. I believe we got something to worship about. I believe we got something to sing about. We have no reason to be downcast. Lift up your eyes. Your redemption God and I. Go ahead, Benjamin. Let's worship the Lord for a moment, okay? How many wants to take time and worship the Lord? Hallelujah. Oh my. The dispensation of adoption. How many believes it? How many will take it to your heart and say yes? That's exactly how I believe. Amen. Go ahead. Let's worship the Lord. He's alive and well Oh, 